You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. This is Scout and this is my Wednesday segment. So sisters, you just get me. And today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics. Mads and I have covered this topic multiple times on the podcast, but today I thought a little refresher, a little update was in order. Of course, I'm talking about the coveted morning and night routine. Now, The reason I wanted to go over this is because over the years, my morning routine has changed, my night routine has changed. There's been a lot of non-negotiables in there that have stayed the same, but it's been a variety. It's been a mix. I played around. Sometimes I pick cards every morning for like three months straight. Other times I meditate every morning. It kind of depends. Every now and then I feel like I need a refresh. But the reason I wanted to talk about my morning and night routine at this moment for this episode is because I have had the most drastic life change of all, and that is becoming a mom. And so that has significantly impacted my morning and night routines. 
I remember being pregnant and feeling very, very afraid that I wouldn't be able to do my notorious two to three hour morning routine and my hour nighttime routine. And I knew that I was going to have to surrender a little bit of control there and be a little bit more adaptable, be a little bit more go with the flow, which was definitely not me pre-pregnancy. My morning routine and my night routine were literally timed by the like five minute increment. It was insane. So Before I gave birth, I really, really took a moment, checked in, and set the expectation that I wasn't going to have a consistent morning and night routine, but I was going to determine a couple mental health tools that I would implement every single day where I could fit it in. So for me, those were journaling and meditating. Those two tools were the things that I told myself No matter what, I was going to try to at least get both of those in. If I couldn't do both, it was one. And sure, there were days where I didn't get either. But having that intention going into motherhood was really, really great. And it really allowed me to stay focused and be really conscious of my time. So when baby was napping, I would check in. Have I done my tools? And it really allowed me to stay grounded while it wasn't my typical two-hour morning routine, it was still an intention to get my tools and rituals in wherever I could. Now, now that Lily Constantine is seven months, I feel as if I've been able to have more of a morning routine. My morning routine and night routine have shifted depending on what stage she's at, but now that she's a little bit over older, I've definitely found some beautiful consistency that I'm so grateful to be back in. Now, it's not my normal two to three hours in the morning. It's about 45 minutes to an hour when she takes her morning nap, which is amazing. Um, But I wanted to walk through what it looks like today as a new mom and how even though my life is busy with motherhood and running a business, I still prioritize the things or I still prioritize my routine so that I have that moment in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day to check in and do what's best for me. When I became a mother, I swore to myself that I would not become a martyr. And I have taken a radical approach to self-care, self-care, self-care first as a mom. And so implementing these routines back into my daily schedule on a consistent basis has been so supportive of my personal bottom line. And when my personal bottom line is great, the ship runs great. Lily's happier. My husband's happier. My team is happier, etc. And I do just very quickly want to mention that if my voice sounds funny, sisters, I apologize for that audio experience. I have fucking COVID, okay? I have COVID, but had to get it in, had to get an episode recorded. It really was a priority of mine today. And so we're moving forward, okay? We're moving forward. So here is a play-by-play of my morning routine and my hope that this episode, my hope with this episode is that it inspires and encourages you to create a disciplined approach to your morning and nighttime and to not necessarily look at it as something you quote unquote have to do, but look at it as intentional space that you get to carve out for just yourself so that you can feel your best, reach your goals faster and live your life from an intentional conscious place. So here's what my morning routine looks like today. 
I wake up when Lily wakes up. She wakes up anywhere between 5.30 and 6.15. It kind of just depends on where she's at. So I hear her start to cry or do her little babbling on the monitor. She sleeps in her nursery and I get up, I go upstairs, I pour myself coffee, I start warming up the water to make her a bottle. I go to the bathroom, I come back to the kitchen, I take my probiotic real quick, I make her her bottle and I carry her bottle and her formula, sorry, well, her bottle and my coffee down to her nursery. And that's when I grab her and I feed her. So I sit on her the nursery chair and I feed her her bottle, six ounces, if anyone's wondering. And my phone is not with me. I do not look at my phone for the first like at least hour of the day, which is something that I consistently did pre-pregnancy as well. And I feed her. I then take her out of her sleep sack. I change her diaper. I put her clothes on. And then we go upstairs. And she plays in her activity gym. While she's playing in her activity gym, I make breakfast, two eggs over medium, a piece of toast, and avocado. And then I eat my breakfast. At that point, Lily's been awake for about 45 minutes, which is when she likes to go down for her morning nap. So she's only awake for 45 minutes to an hour in the morning. So then I uh, put her in her little bassinet stroller. I kind of like walk her around my house. She falls asleep. And once she falls asleep, that's my indication that my morning routine gets to start, which is what I would have started like literally first thing in the morning if before I had a baby. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. 
Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. So she's asleep, I journal. I'm notorious for journaling. I've talked about it over and over with you, sisters. It is the highest form of self-care and mental health maintenance that I can imagine. So that's when I start to journal. And I will free flow, subconscious, no journal prompts for about one to two pages of my moleskin. So anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes, usually on average. And then once I'm done journaling, I will meditate. So I like to meditate between 15 and 20 minutes-ish. It depends what meditation I feel like. I'll check in and think about what I need in that moment. Uh, uh, most of the times I would say it's a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation. So there's a bunch that people post for free on YouTube. I'll type in Dr. Joe Dispenza 15 minute meditation and I'll pick that one. There's a couple versions. Um, or I purchased his night and evening meditations on his website. So that's a bit of a longer one. I'll do his 22 minute morning one. And I sit on the couch. I put a pillow on my lap. I have my hands down and I do my meditation. After that, I take all of my supplements and I put on a podcast. Um, Lately, I haven't been listening to so many podcasts because I feel like I'm looking for something very specific in the podcast app that I'm not really getting. I feel like I'm in a little bit of a lull, but this is when I would put on a podcast. At this point, Lily's nanny usually is there, so I will you know, pass Lily off to her, even though she's usually still napping at this point or she's just about to wake up from her nap. And I go and shower and do my skincare routine, et cetera, get ready. And then I pack my lunch and I'm off for the day. And in that morning time, I am listening to a podcast while I'm showering and doing my skincare. And then I go to the office. Uh, If I work out in the morning, which I've been playing around with, I'll go for a pretty, it's honestly like a hike because there's so many hills in my neighborhood that... 
at the end, I'm huffing and puffing because I'm going like straight up a hill for half of it. Um, but I've been playing with um, going on walks in the morning as well if I want to do that type of workout. So in that case, I'll wake up, do the whole morning routine with Lily. And then when she's ready for her nap, instead of the morning routine of journaling and meditating, I'll go for the walk and then I'll get in a meditation before I shower when the nanny gets there. So I've been playing around with that as well, which has been really helpful. Back in the day, I would do the walk, the journal, and the meditation. Um, Now, if I do walk, I usually either the walk is the main thing or I can fit in a journal or meditation session after the walk too. I'll do Pilates, but that's actually typically in my nighttime routine. So let's fast forward to nighttime routine. And I also want it to be known that even when I put on a podcast, Um, I shower between 7.30 and 8, so that's when the podcast starts playing. I don't look at text messages, I don't look at emails, and I don't look at Instagram. I typically will check text messages after my shower, after like skincare, getting dressed, and then I'll check emails like in my car real quick before I drive to the office just to scan and see what I have coming up for that day real quick. So even when I'm listening to a podcast, I am not actively responding, checking DMs, texts, emails, none of that. I spend the majority of my morning completely unplugged from all of the notifications of my life, which is a fucking game changer. I also do not sleep with my phone in my room, which is also a game changer. So I leave it up in the kitchen. So it's like, it's never the first thing that I grab. So things that I've pulled through from my morning routine pre-pregnancy that I do now, journal, meditation, and no phone. That is like the core three. So at night, I have a little bit less of a lengthier routine, but it's um, it's pretty simple. I put Lily to bed. My husband and I put Lily to bed at around 6.30. So we have our nighttime routine. He changes her, puts her in her sleep sack, and then I feed her the bottle. She really wants me to feed her before she goes to bed, and she won't let anybody else because I breastfed her for five for six months at nighttime before she went to bed. So she likes that consistency. So I'll feed her her bottle since I'm no longer breastfeeding. And then I'll put her down. We've been going through a little bit of a seven-month regression where she has not... Uh, been falling asleep as easy as she usually has, but usually she'll fall asleep at the end of her bottle. I put her down. I wash my face because my bathroom is actually connected to her nursery. My husband and I have separate bathrooms. So I'll wash my face after I put her to bed, get into my PJs, and then I'll do a 15 to 20 minute Melissa Wood Pilates session at night. That's when I get my Pilates in. And then I watch a TV show usually with my husband on the couch and that's really when Adam and I get to spend some time together since our work schedules are pretty opposite and then I'll get into bed between 8.30 and 9, 8.30 to 9.15 and I will read a little bit before bed. I like to, like I said, leave my phone in a different room so I will try to put my phone away anywhere um, 30 to 45 minutes before I am closing my eyes to go to sleep. If I can do it longer, like an hour, it's even better. I think, to be honest, two of the most important things in this is that I don't have my phone for my nighttime routine and I don't have my phone for my morning routine. Um, So yeah, those are my current two routines. And this feels like I'm in a really great groove right now. 
Um, but I know that Lily's schedule will change. Maybe she won't take her morning nap anymore. Maybe she'll start sleeping in, which means I'll get up earlier to do my routine alone. But for now, this is what it is. And before I had Lily, I really, really, really committed to making sure that I created some sort of a morning routine, some sort of a night routine where I filled it with things that nourished my soul, such as skincare, good podcasts, reading a book, meditation, journaling, Pilates, anything where I was disconnected from the world, but connected internally within, into my thoughts, into my processes, into what I needed in that moment. I am someone who was incredibly disciplined about my tools and rituals before pregnancy, and I knew that being a mom, all of this was going to be thrown for a loop. But as my director at Scott's Agency says, thriving ain't easy, and I make the conscious decision every single day to show up in this way for myself. And because of that, the rest of my day and the rest of my life unfolds in a really beautiful way because I'm able to make decisions after having checked in with myself, after having felt into what I need for that day. So if anything, I hope this episode gives you radical permission to give yourself what you need, radical permission to carve out substantial time for yourself every morning and every night. And if you're hearing any sort of thoughts in your head that say, I don't have time or whatever comes to mind that's too hard to do, etc., I want you to know that those are highly limiting beliefs. And I promise you that you can get it in. And what's more important is that taking care of yourself should be number one priority at all times. And the beautiful part about that is that making that prioritization and making that decision to put ourselves first and connect with ourselves first is available to us all. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Send me a voice note on Instagram if you did or post it to your stories. I love seeing you guys listening to it in real time. You could follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel and I will catch you on the next episode with Mads. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 